0: To the Sound On Sight Walking Dead podcast. This is Kate Kolzick, TV editor over at Sound On Sight, and I'm joined as ever by my fabulous co host, the general editor at Sound On Sight, General Editor, Ricky D. Well, Ricky, how's it going?
1: Hello, Kate. I hope I don't sound like a robot. We've been having all kinds of technical issues tonight.
0: Good times. This week we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 7, Dead Weight, which was written by Curtis Gwynn and directed by Jeremy Podeswa. And here to help us discuss that episode is our games editor over at Sound On Sight, Pat Belavance. Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, Pat, as we always say at the top... Of the podcast, uh, Ricky has read the comics. I have not read the comics. He's read some, not all. Uh, but that aside, we will not be discussing anything from the comic books that has not already aired on the show. No spoilers at all for anything to come. Just, just blanket, no need to worry about spoilers to all of our listenership. Uh, what's your relationship with the comics, Pat?
2: I have not yet read any uh, any of the comics, uh, though I want to uh, very soon.
0: That, maybe that's something for the hiatus
2: probably after this season
0: okay okay um uh, well wh- i'm curious what have you been thinking of this season so far and uh, what did you think of dead weight
2: uh overall i've been enjoying the season uh i thought the um whole epidemic thing was interesting uh, i really had a lot of fun with uh, last night's episode of uh, dead weight um we have the governor back uh he just went on a psychotic rampage, which was very amusing to watch. Uh, although it kind of made last week's episode uh, a bit irrelevant.
0: Okay. What did you think Ricky?
1: Well, first of all, I just want to both recommend that if you do read the comic book, at least try to read the rise of the governor, the whole story arc involving the governor, because it's far better in the actual comic book series, just in case you don't have time to actually read like a hundred issues of the walking dead. Um, I agree with Pat, especially about last week's episode feeling like a big waste of time, but I'm going to start on the positive. Um, I love the way this episode was directed. I loved the visual motifs. I loved the directorial flourishes throughout the whole entire episode. I loved the cinematography. I loved the shot early on in the episode when it dollies back and reveals the governor standing between a tank and a trailer park home. I love the shot of the governor looking down at Pete after he turns into a walker below the surface of the pond, looking up at the governor, and the governor sees Pete, but he also sees his reflection. I also enjoyed the scene involving the zombies trapped in mud. With all that said, I hated the script. I hated the teleplay for this specific episode. And, you know, we, we get feedback from listeners uh, and also from the reviews that I write on the website, which is fantastic. Thank you, guys. But somebody commented and they said, Well, what did you expect? And well, I'm not reviewing an episode based on what I expect. I'm reviewing an episode based on what I see and what I've seen. And truth be told, last week we spent 42 minutes following around the governor, who is a completely different character than the governor we got from season three, to the point where they even gave him a new name, Brian. They completely destroyed the character and rebuilt him. And they humanized a character who they had not spent any time humanizing before and so I was okay with it because last week's episode was incredibly well directed incredibly well acted and well written right and I was like okay so I gotta suspend my disbelief that this man who killed a bunch of people and sexually assaulted Maggie and yada yadda yadda did, did all these horrible things is all of a sudden having a change of heart because you know, the show in season three might not have let us know that he is human, but we know he's human. And being a human, you know, anyone can have a change of heart, especially if they lose everything in their life. So I was willing to go for it. Now, I knew we would eventually get the governor that we got in season three being this evil protagonist who's going to go back to the prison and attack Rick, because we saw a glimpse of it in the previous episode, internment, right? It ended with the governor spying on Rick and Michonne at the prison. But I guess I was just hoping for a few more episodes before the governor went back into evil, psychopath. uh, James Bond villain? Yeah, over-the-top James Bond cartoonish villain who's not like that in the original source material. And so for me, I was incredibly disappointed with the actual script because I do agree with Path. I, I, I think last week's episode, despite the fact that I did enjoy it, I think it doesn't do anything to advance the season end or to show forward, and my major problem with season four, and what I don't think a lot of people understand, and I keep on repeating week after week, my major problem with season four is: yes, Scott M. Gimple and his writing team are doing a far better job in establishing characters and writing dialogue, and they introduced a new threat, that being the virus, and they found a wonderful way to say goodbye to a character we all all love, that being Carol. But they are still recycling ideas. In every single podcast, I come in and I say, here we are recycling ideas. And so we get an episode in which the governor returns back to full-on crazy mode, and it ends with us basically knowing and assuming – I don't even think it's assuming this. I think we know what's going to happen next. He's going to head to the prison with his followers – who are all misguided, who don't know how to properly shoot a gun, who aren't trained properly to actually attack Rick and his gang. He's going to attack Rick at the prison once again, which we've already seen all of this back in season three. The only difference is now he has a big motherfucking tank. And and the thing is, I'm kind of glad he has a tank because I'm hoping the tank blows up the prison wall so we can get rick and the group away from the prison move on to the next location i think in the next episode they need to destroy the prison they need to kill off all these dozens and dozens of characters who we don't know and don't care about and they need to kill the governor and they need to move on and never look back because i feel like scott and gimple is still cleaning up after the mess left from season three and i'm specifically talking about the governor so did i enjoy this episode it's a some degree because it was well directed but I have a huge problem with the actual script.
0: I don't disagree. Uh, I, I had, like you so often love to do, Ricky, you, you messed with me somewhat on, on Twitter, though This I didn't engage this one, so it didn't become a whole thing. Uh, but you tweeted out something about one of the best three episodes of the series ever, and I I actually believed you because I hadn't seen the episode yet so uh I, I didn't it didn't occur to me you like to tweet the opposite of what you think to get people to respond it's a thing you do you're a troll and you're very good <laughs> at it uh so 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 that probably didn't help that I went into it thinking oh it must be some sort of like clear style really intense and then it really wasn't uh that didn't, that did not help I don't think but still just w- while I enjoy some of these these new characters, I pretty much only care about the little girl. I think that uh, what's what's her name again? Megan, is that Megan or is that yeah, Lily? It's Megan? Megan's the new girl. I I I care about Megan, and that's pretty much it of this whole uh this whole new camp. I I I like Tara, but I'm not gonna care when she gets killed. And I like Alicia, who we or Alicia, who we see this week. Um, the, I I actually was interested in uh, in Pete and his relationship with Mitch a little bit. Uh, I like both of those actors a lot. That's Kirk Acevedo and and Virgil Um But I really do not care when pretty much all these characters assumedly, assumedly gets get killed in next week's mid season finale. And I don't know. Why, other than to try to get us to care about the two sides of this fight, we were watching these episodes.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you like we like last week when we reviewed the episode, it was tricky because we were reviewing that specific episode. And last week's review on the podcast, I said it depends on what they do because each episode, like, this is a television show, it's not an individual film, you know what I mean. So each episode still has to advance the show forward. It still has to develop these characters and it just stalled. So like, I feel like this episode, I think I wrote this in my review, this episode's titled dead weight. And I feel like this episode is similar to the zombies trapped in the mud, where it's similar to Pete underneath the surface of the water chained, who can't swim up to the top of the lake to attack the governor. Like, it's like the writers are just as stucks like the zombies, and uh, I, I I don't understand why it's like they're in, they're they're stuck in a vicious cycle where they are recycling ideas and they can't get away from stuff from the past they didn't is, need to bring back the governor
2: is it just recycling ideas though i I can definitely see that a lot of themes are brought up again and again and again um you said it yourself uh, they left uh, the last season uh, Quite a bit of a mess. Uh, The way it ended, there wasn't much resolved once and for all. The governor got away. They're still in the prison and things are going on. But without really having anything really significant happening, except for like the town uh, being burnt down Um, or abandoned, I should say. Um, In this case, could this not be a good opportunity for them to actually clean the uh, clear the slate? Have a clean slate for uh, the next half of uh, the season, and possibly next uh, the season to come. Well, I, I mean, th- there's there's highlights that you know they're reminiscent of things that we saw in the last season. The 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 lake scene with the one zombie underneath the lake, which is perfect. It's reminiscent of the uh, heads in the aquariums. I mean, they're revisiting that, so maybe this is an opportunity, a uh, good opportunity for them to actually close off this one story arc with the governor, and actually move on to something else. And we have a tank.
1: I really think that is what he's trying to do, Scott M. Gimple, the new showrunner. I think there's actually meta-commentary within the episodes and that's commenting on how he's trying to resolve and or destroy these characters and storylines. Like in last week's episode, there's a line which one of the characters says... Um, the character Lily, she says at one point at one point in the episode, she's like, "I never thought that the end of the world would be so boring." And I think that was like sort of like a meta commentary, like it was kind of them poking fun at viewers who would think that the episode was slow and boring because they didn't have a lot of action, gore, blood, or guts. And yeah. in this episode, it's called Dead Weight, and I'm like, "Yeah, like this whole episode feels like it's just stuck in the mud, like those zombies." And it kind of feels like they understand that nobody likes the governor from season three and they have no choice but to reintroduce him just so they can kill him and so they're trying to find the best way to reintroduce the governor make it quick and short to the point and get rid of him i'm worried that it's going to transition into the second half of season four i hope to god next week is the last time we see the governor
0: that's the thing though they didn't have to deal with the governor they could have just let the governor go off into the mist never to be mentioned again they did not Mm -hmm. have to spend at least three episodes dealing with this character they chose to do that yes
1: but the thing is we don't sit in on the meetings between the writing staff and the producers and the showrunners and whatnot and i wouldn't be surprised and i'm assuming here but i wouldn't be surprised if that was like frank darabont uh or robert kirkman or sorry not frank darabont robert kirkman saying okay uh we need to reintroduce the governor and scott and gimple is probably like no that's not a good idea and he's like no we have to do it. And so maybe they're 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 put in a situation where they they have to do it to make like somebody happy because it doesn't seem like they actually want to introduce the, this character like they, they don't even seem interested in this character. Um I don't know, I'm just speculating here, but um there's so many problems with the script. It's not even just about the character the character the governor and his change. There are so many odd moments throughout this whole entire episode. Like for example, the governor decides that he wants to leave the camp. So they wake up in the middle of the night, and they drive off, and they stop the car because in front of them is a bunch of zombies stuck in the mud. Now, they, they, went, they went through so much trouble to get into the car, pack their bags, sneak out of the camp, drive away, and then they see a bunch of zombies stuck in the mud, and they're like, okay, well, I guess we won't turn left or right or take a U-turn and go in a different direction. We're just going to head back back to the camp. I was like, what? And, like, didn't anybody hear these people drive away and then return? I was like, what? Why would you go back to the camp just because you see a bunch of zombies stuck in the mud? Like, it, it didn't it, make any sense. It's
0: a metaphor.
1: I know it's a metaphor, but it doesn't make sense for the characters. Like, it didn't make any sense. Like, like I always say that sometimes the writers... Write the characters like they are schizophrenic because one minute they make so and so decision, and next minute they make so and so decision. I was like, oh my god, I was pulling my hair. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. It's like I get the metaphor, but it still doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, and that's where if and we actually we've complimented them a lot this season on their their visual storytelling, and that I think this is an example of that. Rather than you know have a whole scene this like back and forth conversation about. There's, there's a lot worse out there. We're not gonna find something better. We have to fix it ourselves. Otherwise, we're just, we're, we're gonna be putting ourselves into dangerous situation after dangerous situation. We're never gonna find a place. Instead of having that conversation, they show the zombies struggling and and mo- trying so hard to get forward and just unable to move, mired in the middle of this road. And they, so they do that with a visual idea instead, and that worked for me. Um, but I just, again, I can't get I can't help but get back to that same notion of I don't care about these people and I've only known them for two weeks. So I haven't had enough time like several, that's something we've complained about on the, on the podcast before, not caring about our main group of people. But at least with them, we've had several seasons with them. So they'll have a moment here or a moment there and we get to you know be more interested in them because of the culmination and uh, culmination of those moments. We haven't had that with these characters, and when you spend two episodes basically taking your your main character for those two episodes, who nobody liked to start with, in a big circle, such that he he seems like he's exact. It's, it's not like he goes through another trial and he gains this new family, and he he goes back to the some of his earlier decisions, but in a new way, he feels exactly the same as he did when we when we first met him. And so rather than it being in evolution, it feels like a just a, a revolution or devolution, right back to the same, you know, going around in circles, mm-hmm. and 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 that's that's really what I can't get a, get away from. Um, I f- I feel like Ricky and I have been dominating this conversation, Pat. Where we, I I don't know actually what what did you think of the governor last season, and are you at the same place with him that we are?
2: You know, I didn't. I know a lot of fans of the show disliked the governor. And how he's portrayed in TV series. I mean, I have friends who have uh, watched the show religiously, but also have read all the comic books, and they dislike the governor. I never minded the governor. Yes, he's over the top, um, I, especially as soon as he got his eye patch. I mean, there we go. That's Bond villain 101, and he has a playbook, and he's going by that playbook, even if it doesn't have to make it doesn't make any sense at all it's rash it's it's crazy but you know what especially last season there were parts last season where it just dragged on so i think uh the governor doing something crazy was kind of refreshing in an odd sort of way and as much as i enjoyed this season i didn't mind seeing him come back to resolve that story arc i thought it's like okay this could be this could be interesting and uh, it definitely was interesting it was a two different characters from last week and this week, which, you know, uh, it was great. There were some great scenes with him going crazy and psychotic. And uh, it was definitely a fun episode. But if if you were to compare it like food, it's it's empty calories. You know, uh, I'm not sure in the long term if it actually does any services series. I think the governor had his, his place uh, last season. I enjoyed that whole arc with him and the other town and uh it was fine for what it was i kind of understand why they want to do some more with uh the governor especially if they want to do a bit more with uh michonne um who was obsessed with him uh you know trying to track him down all these past few episodes and she's finally sort of came to a term it's like you know he's gone or or whatever uh now he's back i mean it's 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 interesting and i'm not sure you see what he's doing and you see he's back to his old tricks uh he's repeating certain patterns of uh, behavior and uh, i mean towards the end of last night's episode he had a perfect opportunity to take out michonne take out herschel uh possibly rick at a distance with that one uh, gun he had and uh you know, if he's that psychotic and obsessive, why didn't he do it? I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> exactly. And the, the thing is, like, going back to what Kate left off on in the Zombies in the Mud, like, that is what I appreciate about the episode because I did like the way it was visually directed. But I still don't like the script. So going back to what Pat said, why didn't he shoot Michonne or Rick when he had the chance? He could have. Um, But again, my problem is I'm going to say this for the very last time It's the fact that I think that they are just Repeating ideas from previous seasons I just want to see something new and fresh That is it But let's go back to Michonne for a second So the governor is walking through the woods uh, With um, Pete and Mitch And they see signs left everywhere With uh, zombies with their heads chopped off And the first sign they see is like liar The next sign they they see is rapist And etc uh, etc cetera, et cetera, right yeah. i like that whole entire scene but my problem with this episode uh in terms of when they're traveling through the woods is the geography like how far are they from the prison because at one point they spy on an additional camp like an, another group of people who are camping out and then they uh start arguing about whether or not they should rob them and yada 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 and then they walk away and then all of a sudden it's like the pr- the, uh, the governor has a pr- uh, i don't know like has his, his instinct kicks in. It's like he's got a sixth sense. And he's like, let's walk back to, the, to those people. And they are all dead, which I'm assuming they are dead because of gunfire. And I was like, but how far are they and how close are they to the prison? And how come they didn't hear the gunshots go off when whoever these mysterious people are attacked the, this other group of mysterious people? And why did the governor all of a sudden – think that they should walk back like does he have like a sixth sense it was just so bizarre and it just the way it was edited and the pacing it just didn't make any sense it, it didn't feel like they went far enough and there was enough time to pass for those people to have been you know murdered and robbed <laughs> i was just like what it, is going on here
2: it must be the eye patch it's a special eye patch, a special <laughs> eye patch.
0: well you know he, he lost maybe he, he did lose half his vision maybe he gained half of a spidey sense when that happened <laughs> as as will happen in in some of our favorite genre fiction i yeah i agree there's been a lot of geography issues for me as well i i actually wanted to mention because since you brought it up the the you know liar rapist murderer i actually really enjoyed that and i enjoyed the very clear i mean it's again it's not a subtle thing but i enjoyed the clear parallels to the governor with those 3 um, and that, of course, they all, they also had the heads cut off and he was keeping the heads much just like the governor was. So that put, you know, each of those victims or the, those dead, you know, people were things that were, were true to some extent of the governor and also that was how he was dealing with people, you know, taking their heads and keeping them. So I, I really enjoyed some of that back and forth and that parallel. And I'm also curious if while i think it's pretty clear at least i'm not a fan of the way the show has chosen to bring the governor back i do i am a fan of this idea of just spending a couple episodes completely away from our main group with a different group and then you know putting them together i think actually that that's really smart instead of kind of cross-cutting i'd rather they did it this way and i'm also curious if if you guys think that this is sort of their attempt at giving the governor his original Backstory by repeating the same story or bringing him back, you know, sort of breaking him down so that he seems like he's a normal guy, and then having him become this again, this villainous figure. Is that their attempt of showing his original backstory?
1: Yes, I, I think they're trying their best to incorporate the rise of the governor from the comic book uh, series, but I think it's a little too late. And um, the thing is. See, that's the thing about the episode is, you're right, like, the signs with Michonne, when they're walking through the woods, it's beautiful, like, visually, right? And so that's why, like...
0: Wait, what do you mean, signs with Michonne?
1: Like, the, the, uh, the sorry, the signs that Michonne leaves around for the governor to discover, signs that say liar, murder, and rapist. Oh,
0: wait, why do we think Michonne did
1: that? Uh, I'm pretty sure Michonne did it. Who do you think did it? The
0: guy I, who, who, The guy no who idea. was keeping the heads... The, the guy whose cabin they found, he was the one who did it that, because he killed the guy for lying or whatever, cut his head, put it in his cabin, killed the guy for being a rapist, put the head in his cabin, then he shot himself because he had killed those other two guys.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't catch on. And that's I... why the
0: heads were in the cabin. And then his, his wife and son must have, like, starved to death or something. The and the, the
2: the photo that they found in the cabin was also reminiscent of the photo that the governor had himself. Yes.
1: Okay. That must have been the part of the episode in which my boss called me while watching The Walking Dead to ask to come into work the next day. I did not catch on. Okay. Good to know. Uh, but what I'm trying to explain here is that visually this episode works. And that is what I enjoy about um, this specific episode called Dead Weight. But last week I said that I found it hard to complain about last week's episode because the week before they had given me everything i had asked for i had asked that we see at least one or two episodes where we get away from rick and the gang which we got i asked for an episode in which they actually um introduce new characters and we get to spend time with these characters before they die so we get to know who these people are and we got it last week so they are still doing things that i personally want to see in the show uh but i think Uh, it's just a little too late. Like, I mean, I, I, you got to remember that back in season three, I was the most positive of the bunch of us on the podcast. Like, I didn't really mind the governor like you did, Kate. Uh, He kind of bugged me towards the end of season three, but I was able to live with it. Uh, It's like, but the thing is, again, I just don't, I'm I'm kind of sick of the prison. I'm sick of the governor. I just want to move on. I just want to move on. That's all I'm saying. I want to move on. And uh, I think, Based on what we've seen so far in Season 3 with Scott M. Gimple taking over a showrunner, I think that once they move away from the prison and the governor, this is going to be an amazing show. I think The Walking Dead's best season might come uh, in Season 5. if Unless they fire the guy and <laughs> take on a new showrunner, which could happen, because every single season it's a new showrunner, you never know. But I think it has potential to reach um, the quality that we expect it to be at.
3: Oh, Oh, damn it. Hand me another one. You know he's dead, right? Shumpert? He's never the same after Wood Bay. Oh. Yeah. You got it. Reckless. Biter took a piece of him right over there. Swear he didn't try to get out of the way. I put him down myself. Right, right over there. I'm sorry. Some things you just can't come back from. They become a part of who you are. Either you live with them or you don't. Why? You seem to be living with them pretty well. Here, you? family really brought you back. You're lucky. I couldn't. I couldn't do that again. Couldn't risk it. Couldn't sleep at night knowing I was gonna lose him. You're not gonna lose him. Yeah. But you, uh, you, don't think you can keep this place safe? I try. Hopefully we'll be prepared for whatever comes. Now you're here? Maybe we can share the crowd a little.
0: Well, and I think that tank is a big... Yeah, you know, I, th- I think you hit it on the head, Rick, when you said that uh, you're kind of expecting them to the tank to destroy the walls and then they have to leave. That seems like a really clear... Like, why else do you have a tank if you're not Yeah, you, know, you don't introduce a tank in Act 1, Chekhov's tank um but uh yeah i would i mean i i'm based on just you saying that i'm kind of expecting that this mid-season finale is going to end with them having to leave and that also is tying it with certain casting news we heard about earlier this season that i won't mention in case it's a spoiler but it seems to me that like something's gonna start changing up just because they they have to know that the prison is wearing thin for for a lot of people not for me i actually still like the prison but it's wearing thin for a lot of people um I, I guess, I guess if if that does happen next week, and again, of course, this is a lot of speculation, but if next week we do, you know, have this showdown and the groups sort of, you know, end up sort of killing each other, the governor is dead, but the prison's destroyed and they all have to leave. Do you think, like, first of all, I want to hear uh, predictions for the death pool. And then also, do you think uh, any of the people that we've met in these two episodes will end up with Rick's group or whoever they want to? whatever they're calling those, the prison gang?
2: Um, that's a good question. I think, I, I do think that there will be some of the new group that will end up in Rick's group. Uh, I would actually think that the Lily and Megan will somehow end up with Rick's group. Those are the two characters in particular of the new people that we've met that haven't died yet um, by the governor's hand, and uh, I'm sure they'll uh, continue. Or something really, really bad will happen to them uh, it's hard to say for sure, but I'm I'm almost guessing that those two will end up with Griffiths Group. Uh, Governor will be dealt with one way or the other. Um, what about Tara? That one I don't I don't know. I, it, you know what? If it's if it's uh, Megan, then Tara's going is is going to die. If it's uh, if Megan goes down, Tara is going to go uh, with Griffiths Group. It's going to be it's not going to be everybody. It's definitely be like a a broken kind of a a group, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Of those three new characters that uh, got dragged around by uh, the governor, um, they're going to be broken up somehow. Uh, Resentful, a lot of uh, angst, of course, which is, uh, well, the series is very good about people dealing with issues. Um, so it'll be interesting to say, but unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be resolved as quick. I think they will actually draw all this, uh, aspects of this drama out, uh, into, uh, the second half of this season. Um, I love the fact that they have a tank. Um, tanks are awesome. Will they actually fire with the tank? Um, you know, driving the one tank, you know, taking care of those, uh, those fences. Easy to do with a tank, and that gets uh, the prison to be an unsafe place to be. Uh, Whether you actually do anything more with the tank, aside from maybe breaking through some barriers and some walls, that remains to be seen. So I think they could really drag out this prison thing as a slower transition out of the prison.
1: Um, So so you got a tank. You can blow up the prison from a distance. But instead you're going to put rats at the gates hoping that the rats would attract the zombies. And eventually after like a few weeks, the zombies will bring down the fence, but you have a, t- a tank. This is what I'm confused about. Like who put the rats at the fence and how much time has passed now? <laughs> like I'm so confused.
0: First of all, they don't want to destroy the, all the walls. Cause they want to move in. They're going to want to move in. They're going to want to take over the prison. So they can't, if they destroy it, then they can't live there.
4: Exactly. Oh, yes. You are so right.
0: So there's, you know, we'll shoot you with the tank. But we'd really rather not.
2: I don't think they even have the uh, know-how to really successfully fire that. Some of the mil- people with military training, like uh, I think it was Pete that was uh, military? Yes. Pete yeah, was military, but,
0: but Mitch <laughs> brought the tank.
2: Well, uh, which is also, yeah. I, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to do too much with that tank.
1: I, I don't know, guys. I can't get into the brain of the governor because he just doesn't make any sense to me. So I can't figure <laughs> out his game plan. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, so your point is taken that he's not going to destroy the prison walls because he wants to move into the prison. But then is he the one that's feeding the rats to the zombies?
0: I assume I we'll find out so. next week.
2: I, I always got a feeling earlier in the season that it wasn't someone else. I, I always figured it was probably one of the, uh, the little girls
0: in the yeah. prison. And if that's the case, they really should not have presented that as a mystery. I don't think that's just my two cents.
1: Yeah, I agree. But, you know, I disagree with Pat. I don't think any of these people are going to end up in Rick's group. First of all, Rick won't take him. No, Nobody's going to take any of these people because I'm assuming they're all going to attack Rick's, Rick and the gang, right? Except for maybe like, the little girl, Megan. Who knows? Maybe it'll bring her along and she'll ride in the tank and like blow up the prison wall. I don't know, but I doubt it. But I don't. I can't see any of these characters joining Rick's group, and I really do see them just killing off everybody except for the people that you know we know and like and care about, like Tyrese and Michonne, and, and um, I don't know Carl and Herschel and
0: Maggie. Okay, so, so but- who does that mean in our original group? Who's the, who's gonna get killed off? So you're you're nobody. thinking oh nobody? So like not Bob, not any of the not Sasha, none of the newer people.
1: The only person I can actually get killed off, I think, might be Herschel, but that would really suck. Um, but no, I, I, they're not going to kill off Michonne or Tyrese or Carl or Rick. And I do not think they're going to kill off Maggie. They they might kill off Glenn, but and they're, they're not killing off Daryl. There, there will be a riot if they kill off D- Daryl. <laughs>
0: Well, do we have any other specific thoughts about this episode before we get into our, our I guess, our wish list besides the governor being dead um, for the for the mid season finale? What else? I, I guess the thing I would mention is because I already mentioned it, but I am a really big fan of Enver uh from Dollhouse. He was fantastic on Dollhouse. The show had its issues, but he was the real find by the by the casting department for that show. I was so disappointed to see him. I was so excited to see him pop up and then so disappointed to see him killed off so quickly because he's a fantastic actor. And I don't understand why he hasn't been scooped up to be a regular on on, on a show like this or or preferably a show with some more interesting characters. Did you guys have any other uh, pleasant surprises or highlights or um, or disappointments in this episode?
1: Well, actually, Pat, what did you think about Mitch's reaction when the governor tells him that he killed Pete?
2: Um, you know what? I think you went along with it a bit too easily. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just a tad. I mean, you know, there's, there's one thing being maybe upset with him, but, uh, no, I, Mitch has got to do something about it. You know, if, if Mitch turns around and does something about it in, let's say the next episode, that would be awesome to see and sort of maybe redeem that character.
1: They were Otherwise, related. They were related. I he know. Them in cold blood, he's like, oh, "Okay, I'm going to drink the the beer and listen to you talk."
0: Yeah, I, I would. I would love to see Kirk Acevedo join the series full time because that's another actor I really enjoy. So I would be all for a surprise reversal like that. Um, I'm not really expecting it, but yeah, it was certainly not a an, an Nico Montoya moment there. It was sort of, "You killed my brother." Okay. <laughs>
2: I hope there's some payback,
1: hmm. I'm wondering i'm I'm wondering if they're gonna actually do something with a lesbian romance, like would the Walking Dead be the kind of show where we would actually see two girls like embrace and kiss, or you know what I mean it's like like clearly we have a lesbian couple on the show, but the way they're playing it, they're playing it like it like it's kind of like, whoa, well, maybe some people will get it, but let's just not actually like straight up tell people that they are a couple like am I just reading this wrong or it just feels like they're not committing to it.
0: It seems like it was pretty straightforward to me, but that mostly because we're following the governor in these episodes. We're not following Tara. So if we were following her, we would see that develop more.
1: Okay, it's, but do you think that The Walking Dead would actually commit to that sort of relationship?
0: Well, I think if they're not going to, it is really opening themselves up to introduce their first uh, gay or lesbian character. And then, as we're theorizing kill her off like in two weeks without with almost no character development that's sort of like t-dog territory Mm -hmm. so uh if they're not gonna commit to that character somewhat or or at least explore that relationship somewhat it seems like a very strange thing to bring up
2: yeah i'm not sure if it's not uh, i'm not sure if it's even necessary yeah unless they do anything they have anything further planned it's not necessary
0: what's not necessary
2: Oh, uh, just that uh, whole development. I mean, they're just
0: oh, okay. It, not it, sorry, your tensing confused me. So it sorry. <laughs> you mean yeah, like a why... rela-
1: Introducing a relationship? For yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's
2: not uh, just it's not necessary.
1: Well, it's like introducing a relationship with Beth and Zach back at the beginning of the season. Like I think it was the first episode, and he dies right away. And I I was like, well, what's the point? So mm-hmm.
2: exactly. I mean, you see that happening, and uh, when I was watching, it's like, yeah, someone's gonna die. And that
1: was that. Oh, my God. And we didn't see Schumpert die. We just hear about it.
0: Remind me. Sorry.
1: Uh, Schumpert? Martinez's best friend?
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that guy. He was like... (laughs) He was one of the extras back in... Season three, at least like the first half of season three, where he would always be in the background following around the governor, but he wouldn't have much dialogue, but he always stuck out. And afterwards they started giving him dialogue. And he became like the governor's, like, you know, right hand man. And I think Martinez was on, on his left. And I don't know. I kind of like that character. I kind of was secretly hoping that he would have joined Rick's group.
0: Okay. See, I didn't even remember. I just remembered there was another guy with the governor. I didn't even remember who it was. Mm hmm. But well, how about uh, any predictions or hopes for the mid-season finale?
1: I've already said it. I want I want them to blow up the prison. I want them to blow up Lizzie. I want uh, <laughs> I want Lizzie to run out in slow motion. <laughs> you see the prison explode in the background.
0: So switch Lizzie and Megan.
1: Yeah, because Megan, first of all, she's a better actress. I like her character. She's adorable. Like like last week's episode, like I know you didn't like the whole sequence in which he was playing chess with her, but I loved it because she drew on like the king piece. Like she put a little eye patch on. I thought that was really cute. This Lizzie girl, she's insane. She's exactly like the governor. She keeps zombies, as pets. Uh, she like, she's just weird. I don't trust her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pat, how about you?
2: Um, as much as a, uh, I, well, obviously, I'd like to see a lot of action with that tank, but uh, I don't think that uh, prison's going to go down. I think it's going to be drawn out, um, just to resolve, you know, issues that some characters have. I mean, Michonne, as soon as Michonne knows that the governor's there, that's going to be a whole thing. I mean, they could wrap it up nicely in a bow, but I, I have a feeling that they're not going to do it. It's going to set it up so that you can they draw it out. For uh, to the rest of the end of the season, and I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised.
1: There's no way. What can they do? I mean, the governor is going to show up with his tank and his people. He's going to be like, "Hey, I want the prison." Rick's not going to give it up. They're going to fight. He's going to blow everything up. Like, how are they going to prolong it? It's not like we have Andrea, you know, sleeping with the governor. It's not like we have like Tyrese and um, Sasha who end up at Woodbury before they get to the prison. Like, there's no characters in that camp that we need to follow around. There's no characters in that camp that are essential to the show. Uh, like, I just don't see but how they could possibly prolong it.
2: You could prolong it depending on what they decide to do, and they could. I mean, I'm. I'm this would be a small little hope, but they could do something really interesting with, uh, with Lily. I mean, Lily thinks that uh, the governor is – Brian is a fantastic guy, a caring guy, someone who's, you know, a decent human being. She hasn't seen the psycho yet. You know, I mean, can we honestly think that at this point, Lily and everyone from the governor's current camp is going to go to uh, attack the prison? I, 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 I don't see it. I I don't see Lily uh, basically going attack another prison with the governor just because uh, it's like, hey, he's protecting us now. He must be good. Let's do what he says. Uh, There's got to be something. There's got to be something more. I mean, otherwise, Lily is truly a pointless character. And – you know what? I, I think there's, there's something else that's going to play out with uh, those three characters that were introduced uh, in last week's episode.
1: But the problem is we are reviewing a show called The Walking Dead, which loves to introduce useless characters.
2: That's true. <laughs> but there's plenty of other characters to you know to kill off uh, that we don't necessarily know very well. Oh, yeah. I'm there's not like... saying there, there's going to be a body count next week, that's for sure. I mean, but I think it's not going to be who we'd want to take a bullet to the head or nommed on by some zombies.
1: Okay, so let me ask you a question, Pat. Of the main cast, I'm talking about, like, you know, Glenn, Maggie, Herschel, Michonne, whatever. If they had to kill someone off, who would you choose? Like They have to kill somebody. Like, maybe, you know, the actor has to move on to a a different show, or maybe so-and-so actress is pregnant, but they have to get rid of an actor. Who would you get rid of?
2: Uh... Yeah, you know, I have a short list of three. Okay. Uh that would be Glenn, Maggie, and uh Herschel. I uh, I love all three of those characters. But really if I were to pick one of those three, I you know what? I I I'd probably uh go with uh Maggie. Maggie or Glenn, but I would think Maggie.
0: Hmm. Rick. Rick. Yeah. I
2: would love Rick to go, but it's not going to happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. You see, because my, my main problem with the show, uh, like, overall, the whole four seasons, not specifically season four, like, if I had to pick its biggest flaw, it's the character of Rick Grimes. Like, not, like, I don't hate the character of Rick Grimes, and I like Andrew Lincoln, the actor, just fine, but I think... For a central character for the main protagonist of the show, he's kind of disappointing. I mean, that is why everybody loves Daryl Dixon and everybody used to love like Glenn and everybody loves Maggie and everybody loves Michonne and Tyrese and so on and so forth, Carol and Andrea and whatever. Um, Rick doesn't really do much. Like even Shane was a far more interesting character. And, and for
2: f- that, for that I agree. I mean, if if it was my choice in terms of what character would I not care if they, you know, got rid of, yeah, definitely Rick.
1: I mean, what um, what can they possibly do with Rick? Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot they can do with his character, but we've already seen the whole uh, rocky relationship with his wife Lori. We've already seen Lori die. We've we've seen him uh, now. Now he has like a baby. We've seen the whole uh, rocky relationship between him and his best friend. The whole rocky relationship between him and his son. Like, the I only, mean, I have read the book, so I know what they do with Rick eventually. But the
2: only purpose. That Rick has, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, to do with Carl, the son.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the only reason that, you know for the show, it makes sense to keep Rick around to, you know, continue uh, in terms of developing Carl's character. And Carl is developing into an interesting character, more interesting than his father.
1: Yeah. Well, they're never going to get rid of Rick.
2: No, they're not they'd probably get rid of Glenn or Maggie or Herschel. Mm
1: -hmm. See, if I had to choose, I mean, put aside Rick, because we all know they're not going to kill Rick, but I would have to agree with Glenn just because I'm really disappointed with his character in season four, because he hasn't really done much, but show us that he is in love with Maggie. Um,
2: What has Maggie done?
1: Maggie hasn't done anything, but she's Maggie. And I know that if Glenn's out of the equation, she would be back to her badass self. So uh, (laughs) I'm willing to keep her around, but that's about the only character I would remove. Um, like, I mean, yeah, I even like Bob Stookie. Oh, and sorry, Lily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, and of course, let's not forget little last kicker. You know, there's, there's some, oh, yeah. there's some, there's some parenting to be done there as well.
2: Oh yeah. That's, there's another yeah. kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that was the last thing I have, uh, cause I, I feel like we've kind of, you know, said where we are with, with this week's episode and what we're looking for for next week. The last thing I have is if they are going to. Have a big conflict next week, I'm curious as to while I do would enjoy this like two episode diversion. I wish it wasn't about the governor, but I, like the idea of it i'm I'm you know all behind. if they are gonna have us lose people from the prison group next week, I'm curious that I don't know that that will be as effective because we haven't been spending time with them in the last two weeks, so that's my only concern for that,
1: yeah, well,
2: <laughs> like I said, they could draw it out. <laughs>
1: But even if they draw it out, so there's like, I I mean, if I'm not mistaken, there was one shot where there was at least like 42 extras in the background. Like they have a lot of people at the camp. They have more people at their camp than Rick does at the prison because half of them died with the virus. They can't spend all of season four establishing all of these characters just so they will be killed. Anyhow, I guess we'll find out next week. But personally, I just want to get it over with. Let's move away. Because uh, like I said a few weeks ago, when they were traveling, uh, I think it was Rick and Carol. They over, no, it wasn't, it was Hersh, No, it was Daryl, Michonne, Bob, and Tyrese. When they were driving in the car, they heard a broadcast. And I'm assuming that is going to come back and that is where they are going to head come second half of season four. At least I hope they do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. I think like Rick needs to, I don't know, he needs to get injured severely. Something something has to happen to Rick eventually. He can't he can't keep dodging the bullet. He can't keep on getting lucky. We need to see some kind of tragedy in Rick's um I mean, we've seen tragedy in Rick's life. We need to see some kind of like real threat to his physical well-being, not his mental well-being now.
0: Okay, we'll see. Well, I think that wraps up our our thoughts on The Walking Dead dead weight. Um, thank you so much, Pat, for coming on. Where can our listeners find you online?
2: Um, I have, uh, obviously, sound on site. I am uh, the editor there for the uh, video game section. But uh, you can also find me at uh, www.arcanacreations.com. I do uh, some uh, role-playing game design. And uh, if you're into that kind of thing, you can go there. And from there, you can find my blog, Twitter, and all that stuff.
1: Now would be a good time to mention that we were looking for writers to help contribute to our video game section. it's not just video game section, it's game section.
2: Yes, it's uh, very much a game section. uh, Focus on video games, but uh, we're building it up. It's new. Uh, We've got some new consoles that have just come out, the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, and, of course, all the old favorites. We don't discriminate. We love them all. So if you're interested in... uh, participating being a contributor you should uh visit the sound on site uh website at www.soundonsite.org check out the game section there's uh information right there for uh, writers wanted follow the link send us an email writing samples and uh, we'll get in touch with you
1: send us a review of the walking dead video game because that video game is amazing it is i love it it's amazing kate you should play it (laughs) <laughs> you'll you'll like it better than a TV show. I want to ask Kate one quick question before we uh, we say goodbye to our listeners. Um, so far, especially based, uh, especially now that we've already seen the episode called Dead Weight, do you think that season four is better than season three so far? Despite the fact that we get reintroduced to the governor,
0: you know it's it's tough. I think I'm gonna pull a page from your book and say it depends on next week. Okay, because. I've actually really enjoyed and engaged with the first five episodes of the season mm-hmm. of this half season that is, and I while and while I've not in, really enjoyed these last two episodes, I thought they were well made. I just, you know, as we've said for the past, you know, almost an hour, <laughs> have I have big problems with the governor and the the writing and the just the arcing of that character. It hasn't worked for me. So if that feels like it was not a complete waste of my time come next week's finale, then that will make a big difference to me. Um, I do think that the, the first five episodes of the season are together as a unit are much better than, I can't think of a better five episode stretch in any other part of the show's run. And uh, I don't think that gets washed away just because these last two episodes have not been my cup of tea, but, um, You know, I'd have to think about that, so I'm going to sort of basically just keep dithering here for a little bit and ponder it, because I'm sure you're going to ask me next week as well, aren't you?
1: Yeah, but I just want to say that I agree that the first five episodes of season four were probably the best written. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that they are my five favorite episodes. Like, I still think, like, the pilot and an episode like Claire are far better uh, in terms Mm -hmm. of directing, acting, action, like, you name it, right? But I think that the main difference between season three and season four is in season three, at least we had two different locations. So there was a lot going on. We kept on bouncing back and forth between Woodbury and the prison, and there was different sets of different characters. And uh, we also had characters that drove us up the wall and crazy in the good way and and, in the good ways that these characters should. And that is like characters like Andrea and, you know, even Carol at one point was frustrating us, even though we liked her character And this season, I just, we do not have that character that we constantly talk about. It's really strange. So,
0: Andrea didn't drive me up the wall in the right way. I vehemently disagree. Oh,
1: I loved her character. (laughs) She used to piss me off. Like, she got a reaction out of me. At least she got a reaction out of me. Yeah, like she frustrated me. And a lot of people were frustrated with Andrea, but she got a reaction from me. I don't have a character like that in The Walking Dead so far this season. Do you, Pat?
2: Uh this season? No, not really. Um uh, I'm t- just taking it all in strides and I mean I really liked Herschel, how he basically isolated himself at risk of himself. That was kind of cool. I I do like the Herschel character. Uh I'd like to see maybe a bit more, but the other characters so far I'm not uh, I'm not feeling it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Okay, I think that wraps up our thoughts on uh, Undead Weight. Next week, we will be talking about the mid-season finale, Too Far Gone, written by Seth Hoffman and directed by Ernest Dickerson. And uh, we will be back with another fabulous guest, of course, Ricky and myself, to talk about that episode and then the, I'm sure have a sort of a status at the half for the first half of this season, The Walking Dead. Pat, thank you again so much for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Sound On Sight Walking Dead podcast. Where's Pete?
3: He's dead. You don't kill me, too, now? Huh? For the old guy at the camp? Smoke. What'd you do, my brother? You were right about that camp. We should have taken their supplies. I don't care that you killed the old man. Men like your brother, always doing the right thing, even if it costs their own people. Well, have a cigarette. Smoke I ever had, me and my brother huddled in the garage puffing on one of my dad's lucky strikes. He must have smelled the smoke as he came barging in looking to beat up on us. But my brother got between us, said he stole them. Wasn't true, it was me. But that was my brother. You got two black eyes and a broken rib for that. And I got beat anyway. Take one.